Today, we've got a former PPC consultant who is going to give us some top-level strategies for running PPC on Amazon accounts, and he's actually now our product manager for the new Helium 10 PPC tool, so he's going to give us a little sneak peek on that. everybody. Welcome to the Serious Sellers Podcast by Helium 10. I'm your host, Bradley Sutton, and this is the show that's a completely BS-free, unscripted, and unrehearsed organic conversation about serious strategies for serious sellers of any level in the e-commerce world. And I'm sitting now across the table from Vince Montero. Check out that accent, guys. Vince Montero here. He is our uh, one of our newer employees now. He's our product manager for our PPC tool, and he's going to give us some great information about PPC today. But before we get started, Vince, how's it going? I'm good, Barley. How are you? I'm doing just delightful. Did do you have lunch yet today? Uh, I did, yeah. I try not to feel the effects of the after lunch lull. All right. Well, we're going to make sure that you're going to fully stay away throughout this thing because you're going to be doing most of the talking here. So, all right. First of all, I always get started with our guest origin story. So let me ask you a question. Did you grow up in in California? I did. Yeah. Born and raised in LA, actually. Okay. Graduated high school. Then what what did you do after that? Uh, Yeah. Went off to college. I started working. um, Actually, I was working while in college. Uh, I've been in a a few different fields actually since then, property management, banking. Uh, I got into digital advertising in 2005, uh, working in ad networks. Uh, after a couple of years of that, I ended up in London in 2007, running the business development for a company that started out as uh, coolsavings.com. I don't know if you remember that. It was the little piggy bank with the sunglasses on it. Ah, uh, yes. <laughs> yeah. So uh, yeah, I ran one of their divisions out in the UK. They were doing co-registration, uh, which was a big deal at that time back in uh, 2007. Um, yeah. And then back here in the States, my last full-time marketing role was actually at Funware, which was another software company. And now I'm back at a software company, uh, but they were specific to mobile um, app developers turned mobile SaaS company. Uh, after that, I wanted to work for myself. And uh, for the last two and a half years, uh, well, before coming here, I was a consultant uh, on digital marketing, everything from uh, display advertising, website design, social media marketing, email, um, but I got a chance to work on an Amazon account for one of my clients. And, uh, because I had a strong background in ad networks and working with PPC, CPC, CPM, all the different acronyms that you can think of for digital advertising, uh, I picked it up pretty quickly. And, uh, yeah, for the past uh, two years, uh, prior to coming here, my business actually became solely Amazon PPC focused, which was great. Okay. So now I believe that the first time we met, if I'm not mistaken, was at one of the Helium 10 socials in Vegas. And, That's right. and I remember, yeah, you came up to me first thing. And the first thing you said was talking about the Serious Sellers podcast and how you listen to it. Yeah, this podcast. Yep. Yeah. And then there was one of the guests from the podcast from that week, Mayana was there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, then you, and then now here we are just a few months later and here you are actually on the podcast that you used to listen to. Yeah, yeah, it's a mind bender. You know, we were just talking about this podcast uh, a couple of months ago. We uh, introduced myself to Mayana because of it. And, and yeah, now I'm here sitting here recording one with you. It's awesome. Awesome. You're one of the first people now filming on our brand new equipment here. So anyways, now you've come kind of full circle. All right. So we're going to talk a little bit about some general PPC strategy because that's what you used to do. I would almost consider you like a specialist. I mean, this is what you were literally paid to do before you came here. So quick question yourself, have you ever sold on Amazon yourself or are you kind of like me where all the stuff you were doing was kind of for other people? Yeah. Like you just on a consultancy basis. Um, 
once I got into the groove with my first client, uh, I picked it up, you know, I picked up more clients. Um, uh, I, I found I had the ability to really look at the information, um, the data, uh, and kind of break things out for a lot of the clients. Um, I saw the pieces that they were missing and, uh, what I loved most about it was just being able to help these, uh, these sellers that were out there uh, as their side hustle. Uh, maybe this is something they're doing full time, but they just don't have time to manage their PPC. So it was great to kind of specialize, uh, in that, uh, and also help these people along the way. Okay, cool. So now going back to your experience as a consultant in PPC. Now, what I hear all the time from different consultants, not to be mentioning any names, but they're like, OMG, I just got this one client. I cannot believe how stupid they were. They were doing this idiotic thing. They were ridiculous. I'm not saying that you would ever say those things about your clients, but again, so in what your experience is, what are some of the the most, you know, like maybe common mistakes that you saw from your clients that, you know, from of course, before, you know, they hired you that right off the bat, maybe some of our listeners might be doing some of these same things and immediately they need to either stop doing it or they need to change it. What are some of these things that you can share with us? Uh, you know, really probably there's two things. Uh, what, what I quickly realized in doing PPC was that it was, uh, dramatically affected by the product, uh, product listing page and the backend keyword page. Um, and so when I took on clients, I would actually do an audit first. Um, and you'd be surprised at how many times I'd find back in keyword pages that were empty or, uh, completely incorrect information or words that weren't even relevant to their product. So, uh, one thing I definitely would say is listing optimization, including the backend keyword page. Uh, people think of just optimizing their product listing, but that backend keyword page is very important as well. Getting your search terms, right. Subject matter, right. Um, I, I really saw that improve PPC results. So that actually became one of my methods, uh, that I would use when I first took on a new client. The other thing I'd say, uh, is just general disorganization. Um, lots of different campaigns or products, uh, and one campaign makes it hard to track, manage, optimize, uh, or, or just, uh, not taking advantage of portfolios, um, that are fairly new, uh, as of this year. What exactly are portfolios for those who don't know? Sure. So portfolio is within Seller Central, just another layer of organization, really. Um, it's a way to put campaigns that are similar in product or maybe even in goal, uh, whatever category, however you want to categorize your products, you can put them in these folders called portfolios uh, so that when you click on them, you just see whatever's in that folder, whether it be, you know, gifts for women, gifts for men. Uh, you could have different types of gifts in there you're selling, or maybe you just want to see your line of uh, password books and that's all you want to see. But you also sell pens. Uh, you just want to see all the different campaigns for that. Uh, they should really be broken down into, into different portfolios. Uh, and that way, you know, uh, you can quickly look at the whole category by itself. Uh, it's just a really simple thing to use and quickly see where you're at. So you can then make uh, optimization decisions. Okay. So you mentioned disorganization is one of the biggest things. So, so having portfolios will definitely help with that, but what are some other kind of things that are disorganized, I guess, that are easily fixable? I mean, are you just talking about like how they set up their campaigns or about how many keywords in their campaign, or what do you mean by organization versus disorganization? Oh yeah, sure. Well, the organization part uh, simply about how to organize your different types of campaigns to make them more manageable. Uh, you know, when you're running a lot of campaigns, especially utilizing those portfolios are going to become very, very important. Uh, now different products in one campaign that aren't, that aren't related to each other or loosely related. Uh, that's another area I would consider disorganization. Um, I've also seen hundreds of keywords in a campaign in a broad campaign, for example, instead of really doing your homework and whittling it down to a solid group of, you know, maybe no more than 20 keywords or so, um, because you've 
when you put a hundred keywords in a campaign, Amazon's really only going to test maybe a quarter of that, if that, you know, based on your daily budgets, uh, based on their algorithm. Uh, so you're not even, you're not even really going to get a full test on that uh, keyword set if there's just too many to begin with. Okay. So now you are not a consultant anymore. You're not going to lose any money off of what I'm about to ask you. But when you were a consultant, you know, what was something that you felt that was like next level ninja? You're like thinking to yourself, man, I'm giving my clients some crazy value here because I'm doing this strategy that I don't think many consultants or people who are running their own PPC are doing. So was there something now that was your own trade secret, maybe that you would never have given up, but now that you're working for Helium 10, doesn't matter if you give this up anymore? You know, um, God, I, I wish there was some kind of ninja secret I was using, but no, actually it, it, the goal with optimizing campaigns really is just to cut out waste and scale up the things that are working, right? Finding that, that formula. So it, it's not really ninja, but the thing I consistently saw people not doing um, because it's time consuming uh, is going through their search term reports and looking at uh, the auto campaigns, their broad-based campaigns, um, you know, maybe even their phrase campaigns to see what search terms are being linked to your keywords that are, are wasting money. Um, the only way you can really do that is by looking at the report itself and going through it and uh, adjusting it to see, look at spend and a, a cost, what's not converting. Um, so that's one of the first things that I, I would do because most people don't know to do this or it's honestly just too cons time consuming to, to go ahead and do all that work uh, and find the data uh, that's being wasted. Uh, and then also looking at the same report, finding those search terms that you could use as keywords to then put into your, your broad uh, type campaigns, um, or maybe even a, an exact proven uh, type campaign. Um, you know, based on the data, uh, if you get the right keywords out of that search term report, they, they should convert. So again, it, it's, it's something that is time consuming going through that search term report. So I understand why a lot of people don't do it. Uh, but for you guys out there that maybe aren't going through your search term report, at least on a monthly basis, you definitely should start doing that. All right. So now what I want to talk about is something that there's a lot of controversy on because there's people on both sides of the fence that I have read on social media and different Facebook groups, et cetera. And it's about keyword isolation, negative matching. Like let's say you've got a broad campaign, you've got a phrase campaign, you've got an auto campaign, something seems to be converting well. So in the past, kind of like the standard was, okay, uh, I'm going to negative match this in my broad or negative match in my auto. And I'm going to make a new campaign in the manual, a manual campaign or whatever the case is. Right. So I can just really target the crap out of this, you know, one keyword that seems to be converting well, but then, you know, what's been happening over the last you know couple of years for no rhyme or reason, you know, because you know, who can decode how the heck Amazon PPC algorithm works sometimes maybe on that auto campaign or on that phrase campaign, they were getting a hundred impressions, you know, 10 clicks or something per day. Right. But now they've got it in the manual campaign, expecting even better bidding even higher. And then now there's like, they can't even get an impression for the life of the day, let alone clicks. So what was your strategy then as far as do you isolate words that are converting well in, in the autos or, or how do you, how did you do that? Uh, you know, I did employ that strategy uh, at times with certain clients and uh, some, you know, without uh, what I will say about that uh, in general is that with that, with new Amazon campaigns, uh, even if you're putting them into an exact campaign, your uh, keyword bits are high, you're running up the budget. It's just really taking a lot more time for campaigns to start to get impressions um, and to scale in general. Uh, I don't know if that's just because of the increasing number of campaigns that are, that are out there. Um, but you know, one of Amazon's major algorithm, major parts of their algorithm is that looking at the conversion rate, right? So 
if you've got a brand new campaign that's out there, obviously there's no conversion rate. So those new campaigns, even though the keyword may have converted in the auto campaign, you're putting in, in that uh, exact targeted campaign, hiking up the price, you know, it might not convert for a while, um, if at all. So in general, because of that, uh, and I've seen different results from this, um, one of my last clients, for, for example, did a search term uh, pull of their brand keywords, right? So people searching for his particular product based on uh, on his brand name, uh, I found a bunch of new keywords that, that hadn't seen before. So, you know, use those into his actual branded keyword campaign. And what we saw was that even though they were his brand keywords, it, it actually increased the ACoS of that brand campaign. Um, and these are keywords that should have been fairly cheap because he's really the only one that that, that converts for, right? So um, we did see the increase in ACoS and it was only attributed to the fact that once you pull those keywords out of the uh, the auto or broad campaign um, and make them an exact keyword, um, they become more expensive as an exact keyword. Uh, it's a much smaller bucket now that you're isolating that uh, for the, just for that keyword. So I think you have to weigh out uh, the possibility that you you might be making it more expensive uh, as, as you're making maybe making it more targeted. Um, but if it's something that you want to test, you have the capability, always A-B test. You know, these campaigns, you can always, uh, you know, do one with a matching that you're pulling out the search terms into a, a broad campaign uh, and then do another one, do the same thing, but don't negative match them, right? So you can have them running in the auto campaign as well as that broad campaign. You might see that the the uh, Amazon just prefers to still link it to that that uh, auto campaign or that broad campaign versus that new exact campaign. So we're seeing that as well. So testing is is basically going to be the the answer to that question. Okay. So now 60 seconds or less. Now I'm not saying you talk too much, even though I kind of am, but anyways, it's nothing on the level of Kevin King. I don't know if you've heard that podcast that just happened, but I'm still listening to did it. You, did you listen to the kid? Yeah. You're still listening to it because he talks so much, but he didn't let me talk one time for eight minutes straight. All right. <laughs> so anyways, I'm just trying to avoid that. But again, I do want to talk about our helium 10 tool that's coming out and we're not going to have enough time if I don't put a time limit here. So 60 seconds or less, what is your best advice for product targeting campaigns? Go. Um, okay, sure. That actually, again, taking the time to go through your search term reports, there's a lot of gold in there. Um, and most people do know this, that you're, you're there's ASINs in, in the auto campaigns. Um, those are, you know, the, the keywords that start with B, O and, and, or maybe B zero zero. Uh, I definitely saw a boost when I pulled out those ASINs and, and targeted them in, uh, product targeting campaigns because they're relevant ASINs. Um, on top of that, you know, use, use Cerebro, do a reverse search, find those ASINs that were relevant, um, to the, your, uh, your product, uh, and target those. Um, but then on top of that, what's really important, uh, from the start, make sure those products that you're targeting are really relevant to your, to, to your product, uh, relevant price, uh, relevant rating or below, uh, you don't really want to target another product that's, uh, um, that's less in price or higher in ranking when you're doing product targeting. There's plenty of products out there that you can target that are either at your price point, point um, or higher or at your ranking and, be, or and below that you should be targeting because that's really going to get the best results. All right. Time's up. That, that was actually perfect right on time. So you stuck that 60 seconds. Nice. Good job. Good job. Maybe you can teach Kevin a, a, a thing or two. All right. All right. Now, next thing, 60 seconds or less launch strategies. Say like people who, instead of using rebates or giveaways or search, find buy, but they're like, Hey, I just want to get to page one for X keyword using PPC. <laughs> uh, that strategy is pretty simple. If you've got your keywords that you want to rank for and you're launching a new, a new campaign, 
just make those bids, you know, double what the suggested bids are on Amazon to really get up there. Uh, launch strategy should always be with the mindset of spending money because you're, you're going to spend money, especially in today's environment. Uh, you're going to be spending money to, to launch anything. Uh, so yeah, if you want to rank, put, make sure you get those keywords in there, make sure they're in your, uh, in your content as well. Make sure they're in your, on your product listing, uh, your product description, uh, your backing keywords. That's going to help you uh, both organically as well, being found for those keywords, as well as the results of the PPC. And manual campaign for them. Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. I definitely start a manual campaign, auto campaign as well. All right. 60 seconds or less. Uh, I just created a brand new listing. How should my first PPC campaign look? I mean, are we talking, I'm just strictly doing auto campaign or as long as I have some really strong knowledge about the keywords, I can already start with manual from day one. Yeah. What's your strategy? Yeah, absolutely. If, uh, if you've, if you've done your research, if you've used, uh, you know, tools uh, that helium 10 has, that uh, you're confident that the keywords that you've found uh, are relevant and should be the ones that you should be trying to rank for, you should absolutely start uh, a, a manual campaign right away. Uh, the auto campaign is great because it's going to do some research for you. You never know what people are searching for. And Amazon does a great job of linking uh, customer search terms to your, your product. Uh, sometimes they don't. So again, you got to watch those search term reports. But for the keywords that they do uh, uh, find well, then it's great because then you can then utilize those uh, at a later stage. But yeah, in general, launch uh, should always include PPC because Amazon's making it super important for uh, people to to do uh, PPC. There, there's a lot more spaces now on the on the on the first page. There's a whole product targeting list uh, that's doubled now on uh, on page one as well. So um, you know, Amazon is making it uh, kind of imperative that you're going to do that. You need to do PPC, or else you're, you're probably not going to be seen. All right. What are your metrics as far as when you decide a keyword is a dud? So you've got to kill it and negative match it. Like, you know, length, length of time. Is it number of impressions? Is, is it your, you know, click through rate? Is it the click compared to spend? What did you do as a consultant? Like what were your, your rules that were you like, okay, yep. This keyword is garbage. We're going to stop it. Sure. Yeah. For, for those pe- people that are being, you know, cost conscious of, uh, of their keywords, as in they're not branding, you know, and they're doing a branding campaign, which they don't really care at that point, how much a keyword is spending. Um, general rule is, you know, if it's got 20 clicks and no sales, it's probably not going to convert, you know, uh, people have clicked on it. They're not really showing any interest. That's something that you could probably consider, uh, uh pausing at that point or making neg- negative, um, or spend, you know, spend is a big, a big, uh, uh, part of this. So if you've got a keyword, no sales and it's spent, you know, the cost of your product, if you get one sale, that's hundred percent a cost. So, uh, you might want to make that your marker, um, or, or double it, you know, if, uh, if the price is, uh, the, the, or the spend is twice what your product costs at that point, really, you know, that's probably not a keyword that's going to be converting for you. So you should go ahead and, and pause that as well. All right. So now let's get into the content we all signed up for, which is let's talk about the uh, PPC tool coming from helium 10. First of all, uh, ha- has it been determined the name of it? Is it called Vinsanity or I mean, what, what are we calling it? <laughs> Vince optimizes. No, uh, it's called, um, ads actually. Um, but it's an acronym. So we are calling it advanced data solution. Ooh, you fancy, huh? <laughs> All right. Yeah. Ads by helium 10. Exactly. I like it. Now I know until now so far, like a, a very small handful of some elite members and, and people in our our beta testing have had access to it for a few weeks. So 
I know in, over the next few weeks, it's going to be, you know, rolled out to others, but let's talk a little bit about just like how it's set up. You know, some of the most common questions I get, number one, is it going to have automation? Right. Absolutely. So, you know, as a consultant, as I was explaining, a lot of things I did was, were, were manual. So uh, it's great that I'm able to be here and then uh, take some of those processes and, and automate them. So yeah, definitely automation is going to be very important, uh, you know, for people to take off their plate um, and, you know, have it run either through our suggestions or through our rules. Uh, we're going to have automation based on some of the keyword movement that I talked about, uh, scouring the search term reports, finding those keywords that are doing, you know, well for you based on parameters you know, set by the, set by the user, we're going to move those into a research campaign. Um, if you, if you've got one, um, and then do the same thing and, and move those over to an exact campaign once they've proven themselves there so that you can really, uh, scale, uh, your exact campaigns and, and put a lot of focus and attention on those. So that's one thing we're, we're automating. Uh, and the other thing is the, the reverse of that, the taking out the wasters, you know, uh, setting up parameters around keywords that are, that are not performing well or, or search terms that are not performing well. And, uh, you know, removing those from your, uh, your campaigns by negative phrasing them. So those, that, that alone is, is going to be very, very, um, uh, you know, time saving as well as money saving for a lot of our users. Um, it's definitely something that I wish I would have had, uh, when I was consulting, uh, cause I ended up having to do most of that kind of tracking, uh, by spreadsheet. So, uh, yeah, taking that knowledge and putting that in the tool is definitely something that we're, we're excited to, to roll out. Okay. And I remember you, you, uh, a couple of weeks ago had showed me something. I, I read my memory is uh, that of an 80 year old. So I forgot already, but there was something that you were like specifically show me like, Hey, look at this. This is pretty cool. And of course I was paying so much attention because I remember it completely right now. Uh -huh. But, um, you had said that, man, I was, I was, when I was a consultant, I, I was having to do this manually. And there were some tools out there at the time that you were, you know, a consultant that you had tested and none of them had this functionality. What was, what is that? Is it, is it one of the automations or what is it that, that were, that were like, when you came here, you're like, Hey, I definitely want to make sure that this tool uh, is going to have this because of what you went through. Yeah. Yeah. It literally is what I was describing. Uh, so yeah, I, I did look at different tools out there, but I did not find any that really did a good job of pulling out those, uh, those search terms that were, that were spending, uh, without any kind of limits. So, uh, a lot, most of the tools out there basically have a lot of rules set around e either clicks, um, or ACOS. Now, obviously if it's a, a search term that hasn't made a sale, there's no ACOS. So they, they, they divert to the clicks, uh, which is fine. But you know, if you set it up for, let's say a 20 click average and uh, you know, your keywords pretty expensive, you could still spend a significant amount of money, uh, before that 20 is hit. And then, you know, you're still, and, and then it's running for a day before it actually gets turned off. So uh, yeah, what I'm excited about building is actual, you know, a cost threshold, you know, giving the user the ability to say, Hey, uh, this search term, if it's spent X amount of money, like let's say the cost, the price of your, of your, of your product. Um, if it spent that $20 for this, you know, towel, then you know what, and it hasn't made a sale. I want to go ahead and make that, make that a negative. Um, so we're going to have some default modes for that. Um, and then, you know, next iteration or so we're going to, uh, have those rules, um, more visible so that the users can actually have a, a full control over, uh, those rules and really be able to fine tune what their strategy is. You know, if you're, if you're tweaking the ACOS, uh, goal, if you're tweaking the cost threshold goal per keyword, 
uh, you really have the ability to say, Hey, this is a branding campaign. So I don't really care. Make the A cost 200%, you know, make the, make the cost threshold $200 per keyword. I just want to get my product out there. Uh, whereas if you're being, you know, conservative with, uh, with your, with your costs, you can really uh, drill it down and, you know, make it a lot more manageable. Okay. So another thing I believe you had said it's going to have was that portfolio management. Are we going to, you're going to be able to do that outside of seller essential. You can do that within helium 10 manage a portfolio. Yeah. And again, that's just a a great way to look at your products in a campaign overview. So uh, again, a lot of the tools out there, I did not see portfolio level view. I saw, you know, campaign level views, you know, ad groups, keywords, search terms, which we will have as well, but we're going to have that additional layer of portfolio so that within our tool, you can actually look at your campaigns at the, at that level as well. And then uh, drill down into it at the campaign ad group search term keyword type level. Okay. So, I mean, I, I guess it's safe to say that at the very least it's, you're going to have the full functionality of whatever you would be able to do in seller central, but Obviously there's advantages because you can't automate things in seller central, but other than the automation part, like what are some other advantages that you think people are going to have by using ads by helium 10, as opposed to just trying to manage everything in seller central? Well, you know, the biggest thing in seller central is to look at those search terms. You have to download a report, right? So you have to set your dates and then you have to, you have to download it. It, it, everything's there. They don't really give you the opportunity to break it down by campaign or campaign type. It's just everything all in one, in one report. So, you know, our tool is going to be uh, looking at that report and downloading it uh, regularly. So you're going to have all that information from your search terms right at your fingertips, right next to the keywords. You're going to be able to see the search terms that are associated with that keyword. So that alone is, is a, a big time savings as well. Um, but the, the coolest thing that we're able to do from that data and that we have it on hand is we're going to, and also a part of our rules is we're going to make bid, uh, bid suggestions. So aside from being able to move keywords, either from, you know, search term report to a to research campaign or, or, po- or negative, uh, negative exacting them or negative phrasing them, uh, we're going to have uh, bid suggestions. So uh, what are those, but how, like, how in the world are we suggesting something? What are so, we basing that on? Yeah. So, so we're basing that on, on the data. We're basing that on the search terms. We're basing that on the success of uh, the keywords that are running. Um, we're looking at them within basically a seven days block of time. And then we're making suggestions on our, our suggestions page um, about what we think uh, you can do um, to either lower the A costs or to, uh, you know, you or you got a low A cost. Hey, let's increase the bid. Um, we're looking at a couple different variables, uh, you know, everything from the ACOS to the CTR to the impressions. Uh, we're not just basing it on clicks or ACOS, which again, a lot of other tools out there that I saw, we're just basing their rule sets on, on those things. There's actually 11 variables that I'm using uh, for the bid suggestions just to decide whether or not uh, it should be increased or decreased uh, or paused. We're also giving those suggestions as well, similar to the negative phrasing in the search terms. We're also going to be looking at keywords the same way and saying, hey, um, this keyword has has hit your your cost threshold and we're going to suggest pausing it. Um, or it's, you know, the ACOS has been over 90% for 30 days. Uh, you might you might want to pause it. So, um, yeah, we're looking at, uh, at a lot more variables um, than what I saw, than what I saw when I was looking at uh, and working with some of the other tools um, that are really going to help people uh, make solid decisions on some of their optimization of their keywords. All right. Now we've, we've got a lot of tools in, in Helium 10 that kind of talk to each other 
you know, a button from one, like, you know, I can go from Cerebro to Frankenstein and to Scribbles and they all talk to each other. I can, I can pin a product from X-Ray and Amazon and it'll show up in my black box. And then we've got some tools that are kind of like standalone, you know, like for example, index checkers, kind of standalone alerts, you know, it's kind of by itself profits, you know, follow up our email automation. Now our PPC tool, which bucket does this fall into? Uh, it's going to be a standalone uh, product similar to follow up. However, um, one of the uh, key things that is also a differentiator for us uh, in looking at this, this tool is that we're going to be able to integrate, um, you know, some of the other tools that Helium 10 has. A lot of people are using, um, you know, Magnet for their keyword research and Cerebro, you know, maybe for ASIN research uh, or ASIN Grabber. They're just looking at, you know, the first page ASINs. Um, so not in this first iteration, but uh, the goal in at least the second or third is to really integrate some of those other tools that we already have uh, that a lot of people are using, like I did, um, and make it more streamlined so that you're inside ads by Helium 10 and you're creating a campaign. Um, you know, the goal is to have the ability to uh, do your keyword research right there um, and and have it go right into that campaign. Or when you're in Magnet, you know, have if, if you also have access to, to ads, uh, to link it right there. So it's very similar to what you were talking about, some of the, the tools um, uh, talking to each other, um, that's going to be a big advantage, uh, for our users is the ability for us to, to integrate some of our tools that people are already using to, uh, do their keyword research and ASIN research for the purposes of PPC. All right. Excellent. Now there's a lot of, there's a lot of stuff. I know you have, you, you already talked about future iterations and, you know, because you're in the elite group and you actually have some elite members using it, you've been getting some direct feedback what are some cool things that, you know, might not be here in the first, in the first one, but like you can't take credit for, I mean, almost everything I think we've been talking about is all, is all Vinceisms, you know, you, which is why we, you, you were, you were hired by, by boy on our, our CTOs because you have this experience. And so you are like, Hey, we need to do portfolios. We need to do this automation. We've done it. But what are some things that you can't take credit for? In other words, it was, you know, one of our elite members gave you the idea and you're like, Whoa, that is a pretty cool idea. And now we're actually going to integrate that maybe in the future? I will say is, was directly uh, a elite member request was uh, looking at total sales. So uh, a lot of people have heard the term tacos out there. And stop talking about tacos. You know, I'm on a diet right now. I don't need that <laughs> hey, so <am> visual. <laughs> so am I birthday's coming up. So yeah, it, tacos is your total ACOS uh, or effective ACOS. A lot of, some people are calling it so, you know, for the people that uh, uh, have profits, we're going to be able to look at your total sales and actually compare that against your advertising costs. And, and really at the end of the day, um, you know, it, it should be, that's how it holistically is how it should be looked at. You know, advertising cost um, it should really be kind of built into, uh, it's a marketing expense. And so you should be looking at how it affects your total sales. Um, you know, as we know, you know, based on indexing and, and Amazon's algorithm, when you do PPC, it affects your organic sales. So, um, we're definitely going to be adding in a, uh, a tacos line. <laughs> uh, so we're, yeah, that's the last thing I need a line of tacos. <laughs> you know? uh, well, yeah, it, it's, it's, it, it's a term that people will remember. Cool. Quick note, guys, don't forget that regardless where you are listening to this podcast, whether in your iPhone, Stitcher, Spotify, Google, that you hit the subscribe button so that you can be notified every time we drop a new episode. Obviously, Vince here uh, did that very thing, and that's why he you know, was kind of in the Helium 10 loop. So, Vince, welcome to the team, and thank you very much for pushing this launch along with the uh, ads by Helium 10. And 
Thanks a lot, Vince. And we will be talking to you again, I'm sure soon.